0: Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Perry Buddy, CEO and co-founder of Tingono, a revenue retention platform that's raised nearly $7 million in funding. Perry, thanks for chatting with me today. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. So before we begin talking about what you're building, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm an engineer by training, and I started my career at Microsoft. And I did that for a few years. I got a little bit bored, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, like, Many people I know. I ended up at business school. At business school, I met who finally became my co-founder. And after business school, we both ended up starting our first machine learning company. And that was acquired by Forrester. And once our earnout was over, we like once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. So <laughs> ended up starting Tungo.
0: Nice. And how long were you there at Forrester then after the acquisition? Two and a half, almost three years. Was that painful staying there after you were acquired or what was that experience like?
1: No, not really. I think it was actually, you know, I don't know if my experience is unique, but I actually really enjoyed it. So, you know, I think they took the product, they took the company, all of us went to Forrester. And one great thing they did was, you know, let us run on our own, more or less, right? So there were certain things you have to be integrated with, with a bigger company, but otherwise, you know, you have like a lot of freedom, which was, you know, very important for me. So I really enjoyed the freedom. I liked making an impact. So overall it was a great time I had, but at the end of the day, I wanted, I love creating things from scratch. So that was the imperative for us. Like, okay, let's move on.
0: Got it. Makes a lot of sense. And before we dive deeper into what you're building there, one thing we like to always ask on these interviews to better understand what makes you tick as a founder is what is the number one book that's had the greatest impact on you as a founder?
1: I would have to say that Good to Great by Jim Collins. You know, like starting something from scratch means you have to be at least 10 times better than the incumbents, right? Because you don't have the advantages such as brand resources. So, You know, a lot of the concepts in the book, like, for example, you know, assembling the right team from the first get-go, you know, they really make sense in the hindsight. So, you
0: know, I think I've, you know, I've really enjoyed that book. Nice. Such an amazing book. Cool. Well, let's dive into what you're building today. So what's the origin story behind the company and what do you guys do?
1: Yeah. So like we were talking about, right, at Forrester, I was running this business division and you know like fast business, right? So, like any other <laughs> uh, SaaS business, we were really concerned about like c- our customer churn and also how to, you know, achieve expansion with our existing customer base. So, if, but like, you know, when i would go to my customer success team, I'm like, hey, who are the customers that like you to churn? They're, now, these are smart people, but, you know, what I would get back are anecdotal uh, stories, basically. Like, oh, I spoke to this customer, you know, maybe they'll churn. I'll go to our head of sales. And I'm like, hey, who can we upsell to? How do we expand this account? They're like, oh, I had a dinner with this person or they, you know, send me an email. So I think this account is likely to, you know, we can upsell into. So, but, you know, there was no data-driven way for me to put my finger onto and say like, okay, these are the accounts. This is the way we're going to approach it. So that kind of led to genesis of Tingono. So where, you know, we said like, okay, there has to be a data-driven way. There has to be a much more scientific way to do these things. And then I started talking to a whole bunch of other SaaS companies. And it seemed like, you know, the problem is real. And that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, would lead to Tingono. And, you know, obviously, once the earnout was over, me and my co-founder said, okay, this is what we're going to devote the next five to 10 years on.
0: Did you take any time off? Did you have like a week or a month or a couple of months vacation there? Or did you just jump right in?
1: I don't know. Like, I think we jumped right in. It was really like it was a whirlwind.
0: Nice. That's awesome. And when it comes to market categories, how do you think about market categories? Is this something that's part of an existing category or a totally new one?
1: Uh, That's an uh, interesting question because, you know, we squarely fit within SaaS. But what has happened uh, over the last few years is this what I like to think of as like progression of data. So the first was like companies didn't have enough data, right? But now if you ask anyone, they're all swimming in data. So once the data started coming in for firms, the first generation of apps which were built were like your sales. Force. And they said, you know, and you could answer questions like, hey, who's my customer with the highest MRR? Then uh, second gen was basically tools like CDPs and data warehouses, you know, Segment, Snowflake. So these were built to give you like a kind of like a view of your customer, which was you know where you could answer questions such as, hey, who's my customer with highest MRR but logs the most tickets? We think that is still limited, and that's where Tingona comes in. Is the third generation is the way I like to think about it, where we give you a holistic view of your entire customer journey, and then like or then you can answer questions such as, who's my customer with lowest MRR, but is still not likely to turn and, you know, the converse, like who I can upsell to.
0: Mm, got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And where are you seeing the most adoption right now? Who's adopting and buying this product from you?
1: So it's mostly our target market. It is the SaaS companies with recurring revenue who have kind of like standard go-to-market apps. So, you know, Salesforce, Pendo for product analytics segment, you know, so on and so forth, but do have certain historic data. because. You know, we do two things really, really well. Number one is we can identify leading indicators of churn for you and recommend actions to eliminate those. And then secondly, identify leading indicators of expansion and help you execute on those. But the way we do it is we stitch together all your data, which is now today sitting in siloed apps, into one cohesive entity and then run predictions on it.
0: Interesting. And I see on your website, it says, you know, ML driven revenue growth is here with machine learning with artificial intelligence. I feel like those are terms and words that are used a lot by companies. And it's you know probably very difficult to break through the noise and stand out there. So what are you guys doing then to separate yourselves from all the others that are making so much noise around these technologies and these buzzwords, so to speak?
1: So I think uh, that's a, you know, that's what's funny, Brad, that you asked that question because we had this similar experience with my last machine learning company too, because at that time, everybody was like, oh, we're doing machine learning. But at the end of the day, uh, what they were doing was, uh, you know, some of the competitors, what they were doing was rules based systems. So, you know, which is basically traditional programming on steroids. So yes, you're absolutely right. It's still hard to like, you know, distinguish and for a lot of people to see like, okay, is this company really, truly doing machine learning or not, I think the proof is in the pudding. I know my co-founder actually wrote a blog piece about like, how do you, you know, identify if someone is doing machine learning or not, like a vendor is doing it or not. But I think at the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. So, you know, product itself, like how you look at the data, what are the insights you generate? Can you do that? You, you know, in a human manner, or do you really need machines to do it? From the marketing perspective, I think it is just telling your story. It is telling your story, and then, you know, obviously, it's the team.
0: Got it. Makes sense. You know One thing I have to call out from your website that I really love, and it, you know, just really shows it's, you know, different from all these others uh, or all the other websites out there is, you know, your copywriting is so good. Uh, that section on the site that says, "So you have this friend, and this friend is in charge of revenue retention." I love that. It's so unique.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I would
0: definitely give that feedback to our marketing team. They put
1: in a lot of work and hard work into it.
0: So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Now let's talk about traction. So are there any numbers that you can share with us in terms of how much traction you've seen so far?
1: So we're still in early stages. And today we're working with what we like to think of as like design partners. So handful of design partners. So can't really share their names yet. But, you know, what they're helping us with is We've built our product with them. So, you know, one of the things I did, and I kind of like look back and, you know, say like, oh, why did I do that? It was with my last company. We just actually kind of went into a shell and spent like a year building things up, you know, typical engineer, like, you know, let's get going. But this time around, and it, but like last time when we did that, like we launched the product and we realized, oh, we're missing these key things. So this time around, we're taking it a little bit different tack. We're working with the partners, building the product out. And as we build it, you know, the goal is to not only build a great product, but also really add value to our customers. So, you know, one metric I can share is that for one of our design partners, we helped them identify what you call like additional revenue opportunities, which were almost twenty percent above what they were seeing on their own.
0: Wow. And a lot of our audience you know, probably knows the term design partners. And yeah, you know, that seems to come up a lot when it comes to early stage startups. Could you define what a design partner is? So
1: in my perspective, a design partner is someone who is willing to spend time with you and give you feedback as you build the product. So, for example, we are still very early company. And when we started on this journey, we had nothing. Like We literally had like this concept in our head and ideas about how we gonna execute it. So then, you know, we talked to these companies who have real-life data. So they gave us access to their data. They help us, like, validate the insights we are generating. And then spending time with us discussing, like, okay, does this feature make sense for you? Is this user experience something you're looking for? So it's basically a partnership.
0: Got it. And then what's their incentive to do that? Are they just, you know, early adopters of technology and want to experiment and test new things? Or, you know, why, why do you think design partners are open to doing that? Because I'm sure it takes a lot of time on their end, right?
1: That is right. That's right. So it is something about adoption and, you know, being ahead of the curve. But I think at the end of the day, it's also about the value they get out of. So I personally, like we're in B2B space, that's what I understand really well. I don't think like as a company, you would spend that time with someone if you don't see the value. So I think what they're looking for is, can I get this value from your company, which I cannot get anywhere else? I think that's what it boils down to.
0: Got it. Makes sense. And what would you say has been your greatest challenge as you brought this idea to market so far?
1: So, (laughs) you know, like started life is always, you know, highs and lows. So I think, you know, the biggest challenge has been building a really, really great team from the scratch we got and as you know like the market has been really hard for talent especially the kind of talent we need so but we got a little bit lucky that some of the folks who were with us the journey on the journey last time came along so we had this kernel of the team but then you know argumenting it and bringing on the people who are the right fit for the stage of the company has been somewhat of a challenge
0: and are you seeing hiring talent getting easier or more difficult in the last couple of months with the you know downturn and some of these big tech companies doing layoffs? Have you seen any changes with that? It's kind of
1: hard to say because, you know, I think it's always really difficult to get the right set of folks because no matter what the economy does in some ways, because, you know, those people will always be in high demand. So I personally haven't seen a fundamental shift in that, like, for example, my personal perspective is I generally never, and I have never done this, I never hire for a particular skill. I always hire for talent because skills get obsolete very quickly. So if you're looking for, you know, really talented people and those who who have this, like, get up and go, they'll always be in really, really high demand. So <laughs> I don't think it has changed fundamentally, at least for us.
0: Mm, got it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, now this is your second startup, you had a successful exit. So I'm wondering what motivates you and what excites you most about the work you get to do every day?
1: Yeah, I think it's something like, you know, I was mentioning earlier, it is the feeling of creating something from scratch. To give you an example, like we were only, what was it, like a couple of months in the journey, And the team was just, we were sitting, we were having a product discussion, and the team started discussing this one feature they thought would add a lot of value to the customer in a very specific way, right? We're an enterprise system, but they were talking about the details. And I was sitting there, you know, being part of that meeting, and I'm like, wow, this was just a concept in my head like six weeks ago. And now these super, super smart people, the people I really respect, are talking about it like it is real. You know, I think that thrill, that excitement you get, hmm. that I <laughs> I didn't, I, you know, it's very hard to get in a traditional
0: corporate job. Mm, got it. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Nice. And if we zoom out into the future, what would you say is the five-year vision for the company?
1: So if you look at the evolution of SaaS, right? With SaaS came predictable revenue. And now what our promise is that we will help you turn this predictable revenue, which is, you know, at the end of the day, is the real driver for valuation and growth of of a company. So our promise is that uh, zooming ahead, we would enable you to turn this predictable revenue into predictable growth. And that's what we're doing today. The future, I think, would end up being much more like automated. So it's all orchestration and automation. So at the end of the day, like imagine a future where, you know, you are going at a certain velocity, but a lot of that is automated for you. So that's what we are aiming for.
0: All right, well, unfortunately, that's all we're gonna have time to cover for today. But before we wrap up, if people want to follow along with your journey, where's the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we are very active on LinkedIn. And yeah, so, you know, please follow us there or you can go to our website, and you know, subscribe to our blog, and you know, or just reach out to me at perry uh, at tingowner.com.
0: I'm happy to have a conversation. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time here, and look forward to seeing you execute on this vision. Let's keep in touch. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, take care now. You too. Bye.